Welcome in to the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Jesse Friedman. I'm the vice mayor of PHNX, joined by the one, the only Mr. Electric, John DePaz. As we are discussing an absolutely electric victory for the Arizona Diamondbacks this evening, we're just rolling out the music. Is that what's happening right now? Crazy, Jesse. This doesn't make you want to just headbang. I feel you, Sean. I feel you. I think, I think a lot of people feel you after oh, a game this. Like this. Wagon. They're back, baby. Pretty, pretty incredible stuff for the Diamondbacks <laughs> all the way around tonight. A 16 to 13 victory over the Atlanta Braves at Truist Park. Sean, just your run of the mill, 16 yeah, 13 on a, on a Tuesday exactly night. Exactly what you everyone know. expected from this game. Absolutely incredible. Uh, <laughs> Zach Davies, of course, uh, was not fantastic for the Diamondbacks Trash. in this game. Uh, he gave up nine runs. We're going to talk about him more later because somehow he wasn't the story in this game. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, the Diamondbacks offense uh, bounced back in a big way. Suffice it to say, they had scored 14 runs over their last five games coming into this one. And then they scored 16 runs in one game against an all-star in Bryce Elder starting for the Atlanta Braves. And as of right now, the best team in baseball sean just a a crazy win for the diamondbacks i mean yeah that was that that was the craziest one of the craziest regular season baseball games i've ever watched like in terms of just how back and forth it was i mean as obviously there was a few moments where we like quite literally predicted home runs that were coming because they were the most multiple home runs in the history of man um like it was just an absolute it was a game unlike any game i've ever watched before um and i i mean like It'd be like I kind of mentioned it earlier when we were watching it. Like it's one thing. It'd be one thing if this is happening in Coors. This is happening in Atlanta, Georgia. Like this is it's not expecting all of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like <laughs> that was just chaos from beginning to end. I guess we can start in the first inning. The Diamondbacks yeah. grabbed a two nothing lead, which I remember vividly. I I don't think. I don't think any Diamondbacks fans were all convinced by that 2 yeah. nothing lead. It was like, no. great, you're up 2 nothing in the first against the Atlanta Braves, you know, with Zach Davies yeah. on the and mound. If anything, I felt like, oh, so when Zach Davies gives up five runs in the sitting, they'll only be down by three and not five. And that is exactly what happened. <laughs> Zach Davies gave up five runs in the bottom half of the first inning. Then the Diamondbacks bounced back and scored five runs in the top half of the second inning, took a 7-5 lead. And, of course, that lead didn't last either, Sean. <laughs> uh, the Diamondbacks added one more in the fourth inning with a Christian Walker solo home run he had an outstanding game uh and then the braves of course in the bottom of the fourth uh a big home run off the bat of austin riley and before you knew it the braves were back up nine to eight at that point in the game and i think at that point sean the narrative was all about zach davies and and the day he had had and the fact that uh once again he was just frankly uncompetitive and you you would think with uh you know three and two thirds innings and nine runs you would think he didn't give the diamondbacks a chance to win this game and yet somehow the diamondbacks won this game anyway yeah i mean he was not great at all um but neither was elder <laughs> no and the offense came back i i said it on twitter that the bats got stuck at customs but like it literally like they, they came back and the offense was on one and, and i mean i whether or not elder is like an, is a legitimate all-star or whatever like to do that to any mlb starting pitcher is ridiculous um yeah especially considering like you had mentioned the series that they had just come off of. Um, so, yeah, the Davies, the Davies thing was not good at all. 
Um, if anything, I'm almost a little upset that they. I'm not upset that they won, but I'm upset. You did that kind of predict this during the game. I, Sean I was, it was like, all right, this is where the Diamondbacks come back and win heroically, yeah, so like the Zach team stays in the rotation. Right? It was even crazier than I expected. Uh, but yeah, it was. Sean and I never gave up on this team. No, that's the thing, Jesse. <laughs> never. Not At no once. point did we say that it was over, that we should fold the team. That never happened. The only words I remember saying is that the D-backs are back multiple times for, and for very different reasons. Uh, let's jump into our King Snake right now because Christian Walker hit two home runs in this game. One of them was an enormous three-run shot, a go-ahead three-run shot uh, that was a big turning point in this game. The Diamondbacks were down 11-8 to eight at that point. It felt like, okay, it was some fun back and forth, but the Braves are probably going to coast to victory. And then uh, the Diamondbacks are, are able to score a run, and then Christian Walker with a three-run dinger makes it 12-11. to 11. Uh, That happened in the sixth inning, I believe. These innings are getting all confused. This game was absolute (laughs) chaos. Uh, But a huge day for Christian Walker. He's one of the guys that we talked about on the show yesterday. He's having really struggled recently for the Diamondbacks, along with Corbin Carroll, right? Along with with Geraldo Perdomo. A lot of those guys bounce back in a big way, and Christian Walker was right at the center of that. Did we know, has this been addressed, that Christian Walker's middle name is Dixon? I I have not I was not personally I've never aware heard of that. that I've never <laughs> his, I've never his heard name that. is Christian Dixon Walker Electric Are you uh, th- I mean that's his name now I for I will never not call him by his full name Holy shit that was a that was a big Dixon performance from Christian Walker So like, is this like the our version of Devin Armani Booker yes, like tonight, yeah, tonight Christian Dixon Walker Christian Dixon that Walker That was a big Dixon moment uh, Um but yeah I mean yeah like you said he had not been playing well at all and for him to come in against a guy that was an all-star whether again he deserves that or not whatever like he's an all-star yeah. Um and he I mean I don't know if both home runs were off of him I can't remember exactly when they came but um I mean, this he, game he is ate. just entirely a blur at this point. It was point. a blur, but he ate. Like he, he came up and he had himself a day, a day that he not desperately needed, and a, t- a day that the team obviously desperately needed because, as crazy as this game was, those home runs did end up being the difference. Um, yeah, we we talked about it on on Twitter and and just here in the office. Like this is the type of game where if you lose, it just feels like it's really hard to bounce yes. back from. And if you win, it feels like you won the World Series. Yeah, right. No, it does, uh, especially and, against this good of a team, especially against the Atlanta Braves. Right, and the and the Braves have lost three in a row now. Um, so, you know, maybe they're they're coming back down to earth. The Diamondbacks certainly hope they are because uh, they still have two more games to go in this series. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks absolutely needed this, right? The Diamondbacks absolutely needed a game like yeah. this all the way around. Uh, they've just really they've just had a really tough stretch where it's just felt like, you know, even a one or two run deficit was just too much for this team to overcome. And how many deficits did we see the diamondbacks overcome in this game alone? It feels like they overcame more deficits in this game than they have like over the past three weeks. Uh, that was just kind of the nature of this game and, and how crazy it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, this game was just so weird. Like, cause uh, it was a roller coaster at, at every moment. Like even when the D backs were losing, I never felt like this was going to be the end of the game. Like, and not necessarily that I think the Devils were going to win, but I was just like, this is not. Like at one point, I had I I had bet on the over multiple times in this game, and the original over <laughs> I had bet on was uh, like thirteen and a half or so, or like eighteen and a half or something like that. And then at one point, it was at eighteen, and I was like, if this does not hit. I'm I think sick. it was I think it was 19 and a half. Yeah, 19 and a half. And, and at that point the game was 11 to 8. Yeah, and I was like and if it so... does not in like the 5th inning or something like that, I was like <laughs> if it does not hit, I'm going to be sick. And I, I but I was never worried. Like I, I felt like there was just going to be more to this game wherever it was. Um it was un- unreal. Um but it, it yeah, it just it felt like uh 
a weird exorcism of demons. Like, even though it was not a good game, defense, not defensively, but pitching-wise, like, obviously, they gave up 13 runs themselves. It almost didn't seem to matter. Um, especially when, like, the guys giving up the runs were kind of the guys you expect to be giving up runs. Then Kevin, Kevin Ginkle came in, and he was amazing. And it's yeah. start the Ginkle for closer campaign off of that one outing. Yeah, um, he struck out the side. I mean, yeah, he faced, and they were, he faced good batters too. three, four, and five in the Braves lineup, and Kevin Ginkle came in and and was unfazed. Uh, Benjamin says, "Does Canzone have the best smile in baseball?" He does have a. He does it's have. A people quality. are starting to talk about it. It's up there. J Rod, watch a out. A lot of people are talking about it. Lindor, watch out. People are also talking about him being the the greatest Italian baseball player and of all the time. Rookie year. Yeah, all the all those all conversations those are are being had. Uh, no, for real. I mean, just crazy that Dominic Canzone's first hit in the big leagues came at at the perfect time, right? Oh, the D backs yeah. were down thirteen to twelve. Uh, they had a runner at third base. I believe that's when Lourdes Gurriel grounded out to the third baseman. Corbin Carroll's gunned down at home. You felt like you had a good chance to tie the game. Now there's two outs. You need a base hit. And Dominic Canzone, who was who was zero for nine, I believe, in his big league career, or maybe zero for 10. ten at that point. Yeah, zero for ten coming With into that at bat. Oh, nine one ops it's not a not a great not a great ops uh to, to start his big league career but hey if you come through in that spot when it matters the most uh you know i mean that's obviously about as memorable yeah. of a first big league hit as you can have and it helped the diamondbacks win this game yeah and i mean yeah i'm sure he would have liked to have his hit come sooner but uh and at no point when <laughs> i mean i mean no he had opportunities but like it was hard it's hard for the for that hit to mean more than it did in this game um like it was at a big moment, and we were we were all there, being like, "This is this is your moment, Kenzo." And like we, and they, yeah. uh, Damon and I said it, like we need you, and he pulled through. Um, and you could, yeah, like speaking on a smile, if you, I feel like you could see how him trying to to hold back the smile for a while after he had he had gotten that hit, like, and and hopefully just on an individual level, like it's it maybe get, takes a little pressure off of him, and he's actually able to produce a little bit offensively now. Yeah, that's definitely the hope. Uh, the D-backs, beyond all the all the slugging that they did in this game, you mentioned the two dingers for Christian Walker. They also got back to creating chaos yes. on the base paths in a number of different situations in this game. Strikeout um, triple anybody? Yeah, Corbin Carroll with the strikeout where he winds up on third base, right? He was able to get Sean Murphy to commit a throwing error. He also had a triple on like a chopper up the first baseline earlier in the game. And he also stole two bases. Mm-hmm. Um uh, some of that coming at a, at a very pivotal time late in the game, setting up that Dominic Canzone RBI single, which tied the game. So uh, it seems like that's when the Diamondbacks are at their best, right? Is when they're when they're creating chaos, when they're taking advantage of their speed on the base paths. And uh, we also saw another thing I want to mention: Corbin Carroll made a really nice throw in oh, this wow, game yeah. as well, which is something we haven't seen from him as much. It seems like opposing teams like to test his arm a little bit. He has not shown the strongest arm, but it was against one Ronald Acuna yeah, Jr., uh, Sean. I mean, it kind of felt like Corbin maybe maybe making a statement there with a, sure. a guy who obviously has cemented himself in the NL MVP conversation. He's like, hey, I, I'm playing right field today, and yeah. I've got the arm for right field too. Yeah, and I mean, we always talk about the fastest what, like fastest stealer or fastest base runner, or whatever, blah blah blah. But like Ronald Acuna is probably the best base runner in baseball. Um, and for him to like to to to, to make that big round around first and have to stop because of Corbin, and not necessarily did he have to stop because of Corbin because it's not like he knew the kind of throw he was going to make. But, yeah. Um. Still, like you said, to kind of make that statement in that moment and be like, I, he threw that on a rope. Like it, you could not have made a better throw, and he could not have played that ball better off of the off the wall 
Like it was, it was, it was a, for a defensive play that was not a play at all. Really, like it was a terrific defensive play. You'd like to see more of that, yeah. Especially I mean, on the side of the outfield that he's not used to playing in too. He probably was waiting to see like where Carroll, yeah. like the general trajectory yeah. of Carroll. Well, yeah, throw. him playing that off the bounce properly is probably what kept him there because that is him reading true. that so well. It didn't. I mean, you're not going to test a lot of outfielders in that situation, but um, still, it was good to see. Alec Thomas also made a really nice catch at the center field fence. Uh, I know a lot of Diamondbacks fans' uh, hearts may have skipped skipped a beat Ooh, in boy, that yeah. moment. Uh, there were a number of dingers uh, for the Braves in this game, but it, it, there were there was nearly one more uh, at one point in this game. Alec Thomas made an incredible play there. Just an all around very well played game for the Diamondbacks, and they well, they made quite a bit of history. How, how liberally you use the word all around? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it, it really objectively was not an all around good performance. Yeah. One part of it was good, and it, but it was really really good. Because um, I was about to say, like there was. There were no more predictable home runs in the history of the sport than those da- that Davies and Austin Adams home runs that they gave up, or the, I guess the last Davies home run. You're saying um, I'm giving the D-backs pitching staff a little too much credit for giving uh, up 13 runs in this maybe game? Maybe a little bit. If you want to target specifically Kevin Ginkle. Um, <laughs> we can talk about Castro, Miguel, Miguel, Miguel Castro, Castro yeah. and Kevin Ginkle. They were very solid late in this game. Uh, yeah, I guess we should have the Zach Davies conversation uh, at least for a few minutes here. Uh, three and two-thirds in Zach Davies. Yeah, I, I don't think you're the only one uh, using that nickname at this point. Three and two-thirds innings, eight hits, nine runs, three walks, one strikeout. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I have to be honest here and say that I was, like, sitting in my seat when Austin Riley came up in the fourth inning with two on and two out. I was like, all right, I'm okay with him facing Austin Riley. <laughs> he did say that. I did say that, and then Austin Riley hits a three-run homer, and I was like, all right, I am no longer okay with this. What did this Damon a, and I say before that home run? I don't know what she Damon, said. Damon, do you remember what we said before that home run? No. I feel like we said something like it was going to be a home run. Yeah, I think we, we, we knew it was coming. I think the second one we, we all called. Yes. That was the thing. The Austin Adams home run, we all saw. That one. That one felt a little Oh, my God. That was the most predictable one. It's weird to talk about a home run being predictable because but both like, of them were like that last, the yeah. last home run that Davies gave up and the and the Austin Adams home run were both like clearly there's something is about to go bad here. So Zach Davies at this point has a 7.38 ERA, which is not great, um, not great at all. That is the highest single season ERA, Sean, in Diamondbacks franchise history. I believe Omar Dahl made his way up that to seven two two. Minimum twelve starts. I have to throw that in there. Minimum twelve starts. Um, and I guess other guys maybe they would have had this high of an ERA like at the twelve start mark, and then they finished yeah. the season with a different ERA. So true. Um, I I guess this. Hey, could have so you mean there's still ways. a hope for Zach Davies? I I don't know. I guess that's <laughs> the conversation we have to have. The Diamondbacks currently without Merrill Kelly are operating with a four man rotation. Yeah. They're not exactly in ideal position to do what a lot of people want to see happen, which is just to move on from Zach Davies. Uh, Sean, I don't know. What what do you think the Diamondbacks do here? Um, it's tough because, I mean, like you mentioned right now, four-man rotation. I, I feel like this is just... I feel like you just kind of... I, I feel like they are going to let it ride until they make a move at the trade deadline. Uh, I feel like that's yeah. most likely. I wouldn't mind basically anybody else pitching, like literally any other human being on the face of the planet pitching. Um, would you rather see Damon pitch? I'd rather see Damon. I got okay. a 22-year-old sister back home who could pitch. Tell, um, tell the people at home what you said during the game, who you'd rather see pitch. Who did I? Oh, I'd rather see Madison Bumgarner pitch for that money. Oh, Not on man. Madison Bumgarner's contract, but for that money, I'd rather see Bad Bum <laughs> Disgusting. pitch. Disgusting. 
At least it's Mad Bum. You're like, oh, that guy was in a World Series once. It's not uh, the fucking Zach Davies, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I would rather them call up. Uh, I mean, you had mentioned like it'd be because Jacob was like, who would you send or who would you replace him with? And I was like, anybody. And, and you had mentioned Slay Coney. I would even rather see uh, not right now necessarily, but I would rather see Brandon Fott back up here. Like I, I would rather see literally anybody else with starting pitching uh, experience right now. It is pretty wild to think that the Diamondbacks came into this season intending to have a five-man rotation with both Bumgarner and Davies just locked in. And Bumgarner DFA'd after four starts in a 10-plus ERA. Davies has now made 12 starts in ERA over seven. The fact that the D-backs have made it to this point, 11 games over 500 at this point in the season, having both of those guys Uh, penciled into the rotation at the the start of the year. Not often you have to have very legitimate conversations about DFA and guys that are a a part of your rotation. And you're also talking about what this team might do in the playoffs. Like you don't usually get yeah. to have both of those things, uh, which I guess is a, a nice situation to be in. If you're, if like, like if the pitcher's gonna suck, it, it, I mean, it's good that it sucks and you're still winning games, I guess. But it would be much better if uh, the pitching didn't suck. Yeah. So the the D backs, they're they're in a tough spot right now. Like I mentioned earlier, they're operating with a four man rotation while Merrill Kelly is out. Uh, Steve Gilbert, who I believe is out in Atlanta, he reported earlier that Merrill Kelly is throwing in the Arizona Complex League for his next start, which means he's not coming directly back to the majors, as we suspected might be a possibility. He's not going to pitch in Cincinnati, but he could pitch in the St. Louis series back in Arizona. Do you know when he's making that start? I don't know the exact day that he's that he's making that start. Um, Maybe we get to see him in our takeover. That would be uh, that would be fun. Um, I don't want to go to the the Arizona Complex League game if he's going to be pitching it. Yeah, well you want to and then you and then you realize it's, you're going to have to watch baseball in 115 degree weather and then and then suddenly you, you don't really yeah, want to anymore. Uh, not not a not a great situation. But yeah, the D-backs are already in a position now where they need a fifth starter. They need a bullpen game. They need yeah. something to get them through the Red Series already with Davies in the rotation. So if you remove Davies from the rotation, you're putting yourself in a position over the weekend where you need to fill two spots in your starting yeah. rotation. Even if the Diamondbacks do go out and get a starter at the deadline, it's probably not going to happen in the next four or five days. So as much as I know people are not going to like this, I think Zach Davies probably will will make another start. I don't know if the Diamondbacks have much of a choice at this point. Um, I mean... If they wanted to, I mean, they could bring up Slade Ciccone for one game. They could go bullpen game for the other. I mean, they they could find a workaround. I'm not sure I, I see that happening at this point. But uh, suffice it to say, Sean, something that we've been saying for a while, uh, the trade deadline can't come soon enough for the Diamondbacks. And I know yesterday we were having a conversation about whether they should even buy at the deadline. Yeah, and right. I guess that is still a conversation. Uh, winning this game, as as great as it feels, uh, it, you know, the D-backs still have two more to go against the Braves, and then they go into Cincinnati to face a tough Reds team over the weekend. But, I mean, it's not even just to, like, try to make the playoffs. It's it's at this point, like, I don't think you can have Zach Davies in this rotation for very much longer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and the reality is, is you, like, they did win this game. The last outing, I believe, was the the Pirates, right? And they gave them a chance to win that game. He only gave up three earned runs. So by no means am I sitting here trying to vouch for him, like, keeping a spot in the rotation. But I'm just saying, like, if we are waiting, if the D-backs are waiting, him, waiting out the deadline or whatever and just waiting to acquire another arm, like, 
they could be okay for one more start. I'm not going to like, I don't want to yeah. see it. What if it happens? I'm not going to be like burning down Chase Field. Like, uh, they'll be okay. Um, but man, if they don't get another arm, we're having a very different conversation. But I keep saying that. So, yeah, it, it's just getting more and more clear by the day, it seems. The Diamondbacks have absolutely no choice yeah. but to add a starting pitcher at the trade at deadline. At least a starting pitcher. At least one. At least yeah, one. I mean, you, you can make a case the D-backs need, need two or three of them. I don't necessarily see that being uh, realistic. We are going to talk about some trade targets later in the show. Uh, before we do that, though, Sean, I, I do have to uh, mention a, a quick conspiracy theory. Oh. Um, obviously, this was the first day where Major League oh, Baseball yes. stepped in to broadcast games for the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're going to get into that story a little bit more in a second. But I don't know, Sean, 29 runs scored. Major League Baseball comes in to broadcast the games. 29 runs scored. We, we tell we are we having the juice baseball conversation? I, mean, I, I don't I know where to go I, with I think this. it's a conversation that needs to be had. I'm not necessarily saying that uh, they are, but I think it's a conversation to be had. Do you know what happened in the Padres game? I don't know. I'm just wondering if you know what happened in the first Padres game after they... Uh, I don't know. I don't remember any conspiracy theories like this, um, but you, you never know, right? You never know. Maybe they're they're playing with the uh, the alleged Aaron Judge ball, right, from last season. Seemed to fly a little bit farther down down the stretch yeah. uh, while Aaron Judge was trying to set a certain record. So Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but what we do know is that uh, OG's Brands, our friends over at OG's Brands, uh, they're the ones to get you through all of the the difficult times in very life, true. right, Sean? Which uh, you know, uh, this game could have could have taken a dark turn and uh, I'm sure that many of you would be uh, partaking from our friends over at OGs as a result um, and and maybe you do it today maybe you still do it because uh, the Diamondbacks won and you just want to have a chill evening maybe that's the way to go uh, Sean you have a you have a favorite a favorite flavor oh, you want to tell the all pink, the people about the, the pink lemonade flavor is easily the best and it's a limited edition summertime flavor so you better get on it now because it won't be here forever. It will not be here forever. Uh, OG's doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effect. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Gabriel saying if the ball was juiced, Perdomo would have hit two home runs. Uh, no, I think the ball was juiced, and that says a lot. <laughs> Perdomo still can't hit home runs. Um but he can hit home run if he were to get some Saturday neon in his his apartment. His there, crib, you wherever he's at. there you go. There you go. Listen, we have, as you know, I'm an ASU guy. I was getting into a debate about how good the U of A logo is with Damon. I think it's kind of a lame logo. Like I don't think it's that special. Um, it is a pretty saying lame logo. Obviously, I'm an ASU guy, so I'm I'm biased. I'm not an ASU guy, and I'll and I'll I'll buy that with you, Sean. Thank you. We're on the same that page. That said. When you put that logo in neon, as we do here in our office, it's been on all day. It looks beautiful. Like, it looks really cool. I've said it multiple times. It makes me a little sick to my stomach. Um, but it looks good on the wall in our apartment or in our office. It's just the fact of the matter. And it can look good in yours, too. Um, so check out our friends over at Saturday Neon. It's a company started by two uh, college friends. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Um, so perfect if you're a diehard U of A fan or maybe Colorado, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, a bunch of different schools. Um, they make great gifts too. So check out, So head over to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. Um, so check out our friends over at Saturday Neon. 
You think uh, Major League Baseball needs some Saturday neon stuff for their yes. their, their broadcast yes. decorations? I think neon maybe? lights make everything better. I've genuinely I've said that before. Like outside of the concert Saturday neon, we were in Old Town the other or not Old Town Scottsdale Quarter the other day, and there were neon lights on this like ice cream shop nearby, and I was just I just love neon lights, man. Like They're a good moth. look. They look awesome. Uh, we feel like Major League Baseball's first stab at this this Diamondbacks broadcast thing. Pretty good look. Pretty you're you're the good you're the graphic look. designer here, Sean. Yeah. So your opinion is the one that carries weight. Yeah. I mean, I knew what to expect because I had seen it in the Padres um, when they took over. It was very Fair. MLB network uh, presentation like, but I think it looks great. Like visually speaking, I think it looked awesome. Um, and I don't know. It's I mean, it's hard to to really it's it's one game to like compare it to Bally's broadcast. But um, sure, I did. I mean, I did enjoy it a lot. I didn't have any problems with it and especially when it's something that's not necessarily thrown together because they knew that this was a possibility but like uh it obviously was not plan a um and i think it turned out very well so I, i'm i'm happy with mlb rocking it they did have kind of a funny glitch where the closed captioning yeah. was just on automatically and twitter was blowing up with people trying to figure out how to turn it off and they were like am i like the dumb guy who doesn't know how to turn off closed <laughs> captioning on my tv no that was literally everyone yeah. trying to figure out how to do that today uh but outside of that hiccup i thought it i, I agree i thought it looked great um i i've always just liked mlb network's Same. visuals in general i think they just mm -hmm. have a they just have a good idea of of what looks good uh, i've always thought that their broadcasts were pretty solid across the board their graphics are are simple yeah, but also like, yeah. just clean and fresh it's kind of a, a cool new look for diamondbacks games uh but it was weird man i mean watching the watching the game come on initially kind of had like a weird retro like old school look uh it kind of felt like they were pulling some stuff from like broadcasts from 10 or 20 years ago <laughs> or something when the game started but then the rest of the game it was all modern and, and clean yeah. it was just like the first few minutes where it came on the first shot of, of Steve Berthume and Luis Gonzalez uh, in the broadcast booth was a little grainy. I was like, man, I thought I was kind of expecting a step up. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately everything from that point on looked, looked really incredible. Yeah. Um, and this is something that Derek Hall has talked about. This is something a lot of people have talked about. Uh, when Major League Baseball steps in, they do expect that the broadcast quality will go up. And I think by all accounts, we we did yeah. see that today. Um, we have a uh, quote here from, from Derek Hall, the Diamondbacks president and CEO, about what went down today. Um, of course, this was not unexpected. We have been anticipating this for a long time. Uh, here's what Derek Hall said. He said, this decision provides us with an opportunity to partner with Major League Baseball to produce high quality broadcasts of D-backs games on current platforms, expand access to include streaming options and remove local blackouts that have been a fan frustration point for years. We have enjoyed our partnership with Bally Sports Arizona and thank them for the longtime partnership. But we look forward to providing unprecedented access to our exciting team moving forward, including a greatly expanded reach of new households. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I'm guessing most people do. Basically, what happened is uh, Diamond Sports Group, the entity that operates Bally Sports Arizona, as well as the, the Bally Sports Networks across the country, uh, they filed for bankruptcy a few months ago and uh, tried to work something out with the Diamondbacks. They've still been making some rights payments up until this point, uh, but they had a payment due on July 1st that they were unable mm -hmm. to make, did not want to continue with the terms of the contract. And this morning, a judge ruled 
in favor of Diamond Sports Group basically rejecting the remainder of this contract. Uh, this contract is a a twenty year one point five billion dollar deal. Uh, it's a decent it's a decent chunk of change signed back in twenty fifteen. Um, as far as we know, that basically carries no weight at this point. Major League Baseball is stepping in to broadcast games for the time being, and we'll just kind of see where it goes from here. Yeah, um, it'll be very interesting. Obviously, it, it, them being midseason uh, makes it a very different situation than like the other teams in the Valley. Um, obviously, not the Cardinals, but the, the Suns and the, the, the Yotes have a, a very different situation. Um, so who knows what, where it will go? But I mean, the big thing that, that Derek Hall had said was just the access. Like it is to, to have it be this easy to watch D-backs games is, go, is good. Um, yeah. Very, very good. And I like that it, you get free access to MLB TV uh, for a week. Um, but if you were watching DBS games before, you still have access to it. Um, and more people might even have access to it. So um, I'm happy about that. Like, I obviously love DBS baseball and I want people to watch it. There you go. Uh, we have a graphic from Major League Baseball that shows all of the different ways that you can watch games. Obviously, if you're here, you probably had no trouble mm-hmm. figuring out how to watch this game because you're here joining us for our post-game show. So I guess we're kind of preaching to the choir. Uh, but the big new thing here, Sean, is not only can you watch Diamondbacks games in the same way that, that you did before, mm-hmm. by all accounts, uh, you know, Fubo, DirecTV Stream, uh, all of the cable stations, all that stuff is the same. You're probably just finding it on a different channel yeah. than you were before. But the big new thing is that Major League Baseball now has a direct-to-consumer product where you can pay $19.99 a month and you're not blacked out. You yep. can watch in-market games if you live here in Arizona or one of the surrounding areas that has yep. bizarrely been blacked out in the past. You can watch these games. You can pay $19.99 a month or $54.99 for the rest of the year. And it does come with a with a free seven-day trial. You just need an MLB login. You can watch games for free from today through Sunday um, just to kind of get your feet wet and, and see what it's yeah. all about. So, yeah, all in all, it absolutely is making it easier for people to get games, not not harder. And I mean, at the end of that's the day, huge. that's that's the most important thing. Uh, the one thing I do want to address is uh, the idea of blackouts and whether blackouts are like truly dead at this yeah. point. Um, blackouts aren't great for yep. baseball. I think I we can we can all agree, and a lot of people have felt that way for a long time. And according to the statements made by the Diamondbacks in Major League Baseball, what happened today ends blackouts. I I think that's like mostly true, but I think it's important to clarify what that actually means. If you were just paying for MLB.tv and you were in market uh, and you were blacked out, you're still blacked out today. Yeah. You're not you're if you were just a regular MLB.tv subscriber, which which I was, I have MLB.tv. Um, I can just log in the way I always have and suddenly get Diamondbacks games. It's not how it works. You have to buy an additional subscription, this $19.99 a month thing that I was just talking about, in order to get access to Diamondbacks games. So I don't know, Sean. I don't know how you feel. Is this like uh, they really get rid of blackouts or yeah. blackouts still sort of there? It, it doesn't quite seem like it's really getting rid of blackouts in the sense that maybe people are thinking of it. Yeah, probably not. Um, it's definitely... I mean, it's better than what it was, I guess, but it's not really. I, 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 I don't think a lot is going to change in terms of access for a lot of people. Obviously, it does expand access a little bit, so that's good. But um, I'm not really like, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I'm not really too sure what it's going to look like. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess it just kind of depends on, on your perspective at the end of the day, whether this is truly like the end of blackouts yeah. or not. Um, in a sense, like not much changed because you still have to pay extra in order to watch in-market games. You're just paying that to Major League Baseball instead of some cable service. Mm-hmm. Um, but that price is significantly less, $19.99 a month. Last I checked, you can't get cable for, for $19.99 a month. So there is there is a significant cost difference there. Um, but yeah, all in all, things look pretty good. And, um, you know, we certainly feel for, for everyone over at Bally Sports Arizona who yeah. uh, got some got some tough news today. We're, uh, we're good friends with a lot of those people and yeah. certainly wish them the best moving forward. And you did see some familiar faces as well on the broadcast today. It was good to see, obviously, Steve Berthume and, and Luis Gonzalez, who's been doing the road games. Those guys were still there. Uh, and then you also saw Jody Jackson today doing the sideline reporting. Yeah, no, I was that was one thing I was very happy to see that um, we like you still had those personalities there because I mean it would be really weird if like mid season they were just like all right we're gonna bring in new broadcasters yeah new exactly like would it would have really been weird. and especially because they obviously do stuff with with Coyotes too so like they've kind of they're they're staples of Arizona sports really and like obviously not everyone was fortunate enough to to keep their job but uh I'm, I'm i am glad that they still have we still have the ability to see particularly jody i love jody like she's just i think she's so good at her job <laughs> and she's an awesome person so i'm glad that she still gets to be a part of diamondbacks baseball everyone loves jody right we're happy we're happy jody uh sticks around uh speaking of people we love i guess i have to say that maybe i maybe I, he's gonna get a big head uh do we have a guest uh here with us damon am i mistaken is this guest not arriving yet uh oh! Oh no! God. Oh goodness! Oh, boy. there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Derek wow. Derek Montia, who was supposed to be off today, but he was just so incredibly enamored by the baseball game that the Diamondbacks just played. There what he is! We? There he is! We can't hear. We you, can't Derek. hear you, Derek. We this can't is, hear Derek. Maybe he that's... lost. He lost his voice in Vegas. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I think it's on Derek's end, though. I think it's on Derek's end. Wah, wah. No, That's we just can't shameful. That's shameful. Boo. The man just begs us to join the show on his day <laughs> off from home, and his audio doesn't even work. Get it together, Derek. My goodness. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick ad break in the meantime while Derek figures out <laughs> his shenanigans. Um, if you're interested in seeing this Diamondbacks team play at some point in the near future, you should be checking out our friends over at the game time app if you're a procrastinator like myself um then you probably like to be spontaneous when you go to diamondbacks games that's very much how i was growing up um and if you are that way game time is absolutely your friend you can snag the tickets without the stress with our friends over at game time so download the game time app create an account and use code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I love game time. They're the G's. Um, I also love our friends over at Shady Rays. Uh, Like I mentioned, we were out in uh, Scottsdale um, quarter the other day, and it was the first time I had driven past their uh, actual brick and mortar store in Kierland. Very nice. Like it is, it is way bigger than I thought. Like I thought it was gonna be like I had heard that it was there. I thought it was gonna kind of be like a shack in the mall. Like no, it's a big ass store. Um, so if you want to check out Shady Rays, you want to check them out in person, make sure you head over there. Um, they're awesome. Um, their gear, it's their glasses that are built to last, um, and they offer the 
most insane protection policy in like all of glasses, everything, because every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements policy. If you lose or break your pair, even on the first day you get them, um, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So you could literally, you can literally just like lose them. And there is a, a there is about a 50, 50 shot that I was going to do that within the 20, first 24 hours yeah. of me getting mine. But you managed yeah, to keep on, sure. hold on to them. I did miraculously. Yeah. Um, so be like Jesse, don't lose your shady rays, but if you do, they got you. Um, so exclusively for our listeners, shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, is he back? You figure out how to get his microphone to work. It's one Derek Montia joining Woo! us. There we go. There Let's he go. You got the goggles and the champagne. Are we not what are we doing? Models? What are we doing? Are we not, I thought we won the championship. Did we not? Win the, <laughs> are we not celebrating? What I, are we doing I, here? Jesse did say it felt like we won the World Series. So. I mean, it absolutely I, did. Goggles and bottles are are appropriate, I would say. Okay, okay. I got the new All Star hat too. I'm ready to rock and roll. And what a game! What a game! Uh, I didn't. I gave up on this game several times. I won't lie. I stopped watching it several times. Uh, but they hooked me. They got me back in. So this was uh, this was an incredible night. So Derek, I have to ask her: Are you buying the the conspiracy theory that we talked about earlier? Major League Baseball steps into broadcast Diamondbacks games, and coincidentally, there just happens to be twenty nine runs scored. I don't know. This seems like a theory that you'd be all over. I'm I'm all over this theory, Jesse. You're dead <laughs> on with this. This is absolutely a cash grab by MLB to get everybody on board with watching the Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks. And I mean. Uh, they're now one in 85 in games where they've allowed uh, thir- 12 runs or more. So uh, they're, they're, the streak is over and we're starting a new streak where we go undefeated maybe in games where we allow 12 runs or over. Hey. I, I don't know. I don't want that to happen, but I just want them to continue <laughs> winning. Undefeated in games where you allow 12 runs or more. That would they're be one and oh, in feet. their last one game of giving up 12 <laughs> runs. They are undefeated. I'm pretty sure they were 0 82 in the games before that. Um, uh, or just, we're just ignoring those ones. No, well, no, we don't care about those. <laughs> oh, I, think they were, I think they were 0 85. 0 85. Yeah. Derek, did you have a, a favorite moment from this absolutely insane Diamondbacks win in, in Atlanta? Anything stand out to you? <sighs> I mean, I got to say that Jake McCarthy coming in to pinch hit, Mm. getting that hit, then just having everything go the way that it did after that felt like, uh, you know, as much as you want to criticize Tori Lovello for a lot of things that happened in this game, felt like that one moment where he could see the future. Right. So it was it was it, it was the most exciting moment, I thought, in the game, especially once. You know, you you have everything go down the way it did uh, early on. It just it felt like a game that the Diamondbacks were absolutely going to lose. The later it went, the longer it stayed close. It felt like the bullpen was going to just, you know, be be potentially even worse than Zach Davies was. And and hmm. and the bullpen was OK. You know, uh, Kevin Ginkle, though, he deserves his flowers. That man was yeah. amazing in the ninth inning. And that's something the Diamondbacks fans have been craving for a long time to see one of our relievers come in and do that. We talked about sexy Scott McGuff. He hasn't been very sexy lately, but Kevin Ginkle, <laughs> he might be our new sex symbol. <laughs> I would, uh, local sex symbol. Local, local. Okay. So local. I'm not trying to, I'm not naming any Thank international sex symbols. You. I know that's, I, I stay oh. in my lane now. Speaking of which, I added someone earlier and I forgot who it was. 
You added, added someone to the list while Damon wasn't here, and I forgot who it you was. You can't do that. Well, so he's not on the list. You can't do that. He's gonna have to earn it again. If you got, you got to. It's part of its timing. You know what I realized the other day is we put J Rod on the list twice. He deserves that. He deserves it. He deserves that. Okay, he, he is. I deleted it, but I'll go no, back and add back, it yeah. again. Yeah. It is pretty wild to think that Kevin Ginkle was not a major leaguer. Like, what was that, like two or three weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and now he's the only trusted relief pitcher, but apparently, right? Like, fair, he's the I mean, ninth inning guy. When he got sent down originally, I mean, we questioned that. So, like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did. We, we said, like, obviously it wasn't due to performance because he was performing well at the time. It was just mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks had had to do it based on the moves that they could make. It wasn't a great option, though, because they needed help in the bullpen. And Kevin Ginkle wasn't necessarily the guy that needed to be sent down at that time. He's proven that. And tonight he stepped up big for this team when they absolutely needed him. They needed a win. I mean, this team just needed something yeah. positive to happen for them after that series in Toronto. Say that again. Derek, how do you feel about these next uh, these next couple days? You've got Ryan Nelson against Charlie Morton tomorrow. You've got Zach Gallen against Spencer Strider on Thursday. At which on paper, yeah, on paper it's a it's a fantastic matchup. You got Zach Gallen on the road in the morning, right? Which yeah. obviously there's some there's some history there going back to his Tigers start. This is obviously a big one for the D-backs to get because these next couple games don't look so easy. I can only imagine the high that they're riding on tonight. And I feel like it's how they capitalize like on that fictitious thing of momentum right now. Right. Like they feel uh, they have to have all the confidence in the world that they can win the series. And I think Ryan Nelson has been very good at times for this team. Uh, I believe Ryan Nelson has been pretty damn good for this team on the road, especially. So I, I think that, I I, I kind of believe that the Diamondbacks might be able to take two out of three here, especially with both Gallon and Ryan Nelson going and and the you know just everything going their way. I I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in the Braves locker room. I know it's just one loss, but <laughs> man, that that one that one has to hurt when you I have mean, Austin Riley hitting two dingers, your team scoring thirteen <laughs> runs, and you're and you lose. Like that's just gotta that's gotta suck. If you're the Braves, it's not. It's not really just one one loss. Like you said, they've lost they've a few lost, now. They've lost three in a row now. Losing yeah. three in a row and having that be the third of those, is, oof, that yeah. cannot feel good. Right. It feels like your team is just always finding a way to lose now. It and feels we, like we're, we're familiar with that. It feels like, yeah, I was going to say, it feels like the Arizona Diamondbacks 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it, I was it, pretty it, drunk, but I was still very <laughs> sad. It's amazing how quickly the the narratives change. We were talking about it before the show. Like yesterday, our our, our show thumbnail right is mm-hmm. is free falling because the Diamondbacks <laughs> are just absolutely tanking in the standings, and yeah. it sort of felt like the sky was falling. And a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I don't know if this team is worth investing in. Like, I don't know if it's worth trading prospects, you know, to to buy rentals down the stretch when the Diamondbacks are." quickly fading in the playoff race. Derek, I'm sure you kept a completely level head throughout this in- entire process though. <laughs> uh actually I did. I mean, it's it, it it's a t- tough team in Toronto. You traveled to Toronto. Uh you're it's not it's not an easy win against any AL East team and so far the Diamondbacks have experienced that against those AL East teams, but I I just think that honestly there is uh there's something to be said about uh, sometimes the team just has your number. Sometimes they're just playing well. And that, you know, one series isn't an indication of how 
your the rest of your season is going to go it just it definitely was a sky is falling moment you got the giants and the dodgers both passing them over the course of a weekend they're what in the final wild card spot like they might not even have a wild card spot if they would have lost tonight's game or or a few more games so like the things aren't great but we also knew that this team is kind of what it is we knew that this team was overperforming and we also knew that they haven't had big wins like tonight's win. Tonight's win is huge. And uh, if they can win this series in Atlanta, then forget everything that happened in Toronto and forget everything that happened in the past. You just kind of have to, uh, as Tori Lavolo would famously say, flush it and go on. And at this point, you, you you have to ride on the confidence of what you were able to do in Atlanta tonight. I want to point out that currently divisional opponent San Francisco and uh, sworn enemy Cincinnati is, are locked in a 11-10 game right now as we wow. speak in the seventh so they Whoa. are also putting up runs and i mean the that's dodgers, child's play 21 runs come on but nothing, the dodgers nothing. also scored 10 runs so there are three different teams in this division that scored double digit runs tonight look at that didn't didn't known baseball historian saul bookman say something in the chat about like since 1900 this is the first time three teams have scored 10 runs and lost on the same night or something like yeah. that yeah but some that of these be, scores today four teams? detroit lost 11 to 10 the White Sox lost eleven to ten. The the Nationals lost seventeen to three to the um, to the Cubs. And then yeah, right now eleven seven San Francisco in the seventh. And then obviously tonight. And then wow. the Dodgers Saul's scored bro- ten. Cleveland scored ten. A lot of runs. Saul's picture tonight. is hilarious. Saul looks in his picture. He looks like he's saying that thing that he's saying, like with that shit eating grit he has on his <laughs> face right there. Like it's amazing. But yeah, no, that's uh, there's going to be a lot of teams to score ten runs and lose tonight. What a great, I think what a great night. They might have been. I think they might just be juicing the baseballs for the second half of the season. Let's do it. Why not? Vladdy hit a home run at home, which doesn't normally happen either. <laughs> Throw the, the humidor in the trash. Let's the Twins have seven runs right now like in the fifth. Light. There's a lot of runs being scored. <laughs> I like it. That's how baseball should be. Give me runs. All right. Well, I got to go polish off this bottle of champagne, boys. So we you figured. guys hold down the show, uh, and I will see you promptly back in the studio tomorrow. Why aren't you in Studio A? You guys are winners. That's for three you in people. Studio A when you're winners. I don't care. Any studio wearing is for winners. Right. Yeah. Right. Damn straight. Yeah. We we yeah. we. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> go go right, enjoy your go enjoy your champagne, Derek. Uh of course he had to stop in. He just yeah, he just, of course. He just he had to. He couldn't, he couldn't stay away. He couldn't stay he missed away. us too much. He absolutely missed us too much. Um we have some trade deadline targets to talk to talk about before oh, yeah, we finish up this show. Um we're gonna start with the man uh from the AL Central, uh a name that we've talked about a little bit on the show in the past. One Lucas Giolito, who has had a very nice season, pretty nice season. Not a very good night. He got jacked up. He sort of got destroyed today, yes. Um, But let's take a look at Giolito's numbers for the season. There they are, 3.82 ERA, a 1.18 whip, 115.1 innings. He's been relatively durable, uh, able to pitch pretty deep into games. Uh, 9.5 strikeouts per nine, three walks per nine. He does have a 4.56 FIP. Uh, which we are big fit people around <laughs> here. Um, but he do, he has always kind of had a home run problem. 
That's the reason that his FIP is as high as it is. Uh, he's pitched to a 3.82 ERA anyway. But yeah, Giolito is. There were times in his career when you kind of wondered if he would be like a like a number one, number two starter. I don't think he's quite that, yeah. but in somewhat similar fashion to, to Michael Lorenzen, maybe a, a slight step above that. We talked about Lorenzen on the show yesterday. Uh, he's a guy that would absolutely be an enormous upgrade for oh, the Diamondbacks, wow. yeah. especially over a guy like Zach Davies, who obviously struggled today. Yeah, and I mean, looking at these numbers, they're, they're, they're not too far off of Tommy Henry's, to be quite honest. Uh, so, like, I, where I was talking about... His peripherals are better yeah, than Tommy Henry's. Uh, like... So, but I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Like Tommy Henry is getting to a point. Like you look at his stats. Like that's a solid. He's just, he's a solid pitcher. So, and you have a guy that even if marginal is an improvement on Tommy Henry, who I would say is your third best pitcher right now. Like, I'm taking that absolutely. Similar to yeah. like you said, Lorenzen. Like that. It, it significantly. And and you're not. I'm not. I don't know really why I'm even looking at it from that perspective because the reality is you're not upgrading from Tommy Henry. You're upgrading from. Zach Davies or, or, or Ryan Nelson. So yeah, Tommy uh, Henry. At, at least at this point, I mean, it does feel like yeah. these things can change quickly. But Tommy Henry, if anyone, is probably has the safest spot. Yeah, in but I mean, at this point, at the very least, I, I kind of was talking about this the other day too. Like you're upgrading your playoff bullpen because you run three starters out there during the playoffs. One of these other guys, whether it's whoever they acquire, like a Giolito or a Lorenzen, or if it's Tommy Henry, yeah. I think only once, but he has pitched out of the bullpen at once this at once this season. So. Um, like you're 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 obvious you're setting yourself up for success in the playoffs in that regard too. Um, you could have Giolito start a playoff game. Yeah, hundred like percent. That's, that's fine. And I feel like you, you have totally a lot could. more confidence, even if the numbers are similar. You have a lot more confidence in Giolito than you do a young guy like Tommy Henry in that situation. Yeah. Um, but I would have confidence in Tommy Henry coming out of the bullpen in the postseason. So sure. Um, his birthday's coming up, by the way. Oh, Thomas Jack Henry, born on Big July twenty ninth, twenty six years old. Yeah, that would be for him. Yep. Uh, we have some pros and cons here for Lucas Giolito. Uh, this is not a mistake. A pro is that he got rocked today uh, because that means theoretically his price, price goes down. down yep. uh, and then a con is that he got rocked today because you don't necessarily love <laughs> a two-month rental uh, You know, coming off a, a pretty darn rough start against, yeah. I believe, the New York Mets today. Yep. Um, but on the pro side, relatively affordable from a cost standpoint. His salary shouldn't be prohibitive. Um, a clear upgrade for sure over what the Diamondbacks currently have. On the con side, he is just a rental only under team control through the end of the season. And there's going to be a lot of demand for a guy uh, like Giolito. There are a decent number of, of starting pitchers, not a lot. There's a decent number of rental starting pitchers on the market. But it seems like he's kind of one of the higher end guys, yeah. one of the guys who's a little more established. The playoff teams would feel more comfortable with starting a playoff game. The Diamondbacks would not be the only team calling the White Sox about a guy like Lucas Giolito. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we're driven a little bit about the, the getting rocked today thing. But like the reality is, it's like no good scout is scouting anybody based off their last start. Like, he, yeah, obviously, like right. in, in whole. So. I, the reality of it, how much that actually affects anything is probably not very much, but uh, still, like, yeah, I, I mean, we said it all. Like, it, I think it would be a, a market upgrade, and, and I, obviously, being a rental is a negative, but that's going to be everybody damn near. Yeah, and it's kind point. of a positive in a sense. Yeah, because also, you're not you're not, not getting paying, tied in anything. Yeah, yeah, like buying two and a half years of Lucas Giolito yeah. or something would probably cost the D-backs quite a lot from a prospect standpoint. I still think getting half a year of Lucas Giolito, they're probably going to have to spend more than you would really like to for you know like two maybe a little over two months of a starting pitcher. But 
that's kind of the the position that the Diamondbacks are in if if they do want to buy at the trade deadline. And uh, yeah, they need a starting pitcher. Uh, if we learned anything from this game, uh, it is that the Diamondbacks. Uh, we probably learned a lot of things from this game overall. Uh, but one of the main takeaways is still that the Diamondbacks need at least one more starting pitcher down the stretch to help them out. Uh, another candidate that could be an option for the Arizona Diamondbacks going back to the St. Louis Cardinals, talked about a few Cardinals on the show over the last few days, is one Jack Flaherty, uh, a right-handed pitcher who's had a pretty good season for St. Louis this year. A 4-2-9 ERA, a 1-5-3 whip. Not a... Eh, peripherals aren't quite as pretty as they are for Giolito. 98 and two-thirds innings. He's not going quite as deep into games. 8.8 strikeouts per nine, 4.7 walks per nine, a FIP of 4.05. It feels like, Sean, it's it's not always pretty with Jack Flaherty. There's going to be more walks than you want. There's going to be kind of a lot of traffic on the base paths. I think his opponent on base percentage is like 368, Mm -hmm. which is not great. Uh, But guys just don't really... His his opponent's slug percentage is, is under 400. Guys just for whatever reason don't don't seem to square him up quite like they do other pitchers. And uh, again, uh, definitely a clear upgrade for the D-backs down the stretch. And uh, like Giolito, he is only under team control through the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Giolito is definitely more attractive to me um, than Jeff yeah. Hardy. Uh, again, uh, an upgrade, sure. Uh, but I, at this point, like if it's not like a... Like, I know I said you're not upgrading over Tom Henry, Tommy Henry, but to me, Tommy Henry is kind of the bar. Like, if you're not getting at least Tommy Henry, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really have much of an interest as far as you trying to make this team into a World yeah. Series contender. So, because Tommy um, Henry's already a guy that, I, as well as he's pitched recently, I still don't think, yeah, you want Tommy Henry pitching big postseason. No, games. exactly. Yeah. So, I, I, I feel like you need to have at least a little bit of an improvement over um, Tommy Henry in that situation. So, if you could get him cheap. If anything, like you, the reality is, is you do need to win games in the regular season too, and and any kind of improvement over Zach Davies specifically, like is going to give you a better chance to win games. So if you can get him without really dipping into that prospect tool pool too too much, but I'm fine with it um, because then that's another guy that could be maybe a decent bullpen arm in the postseason and help you get to the postseason. Um, but as far as improving like the, the the postseason starting rotation, I'm not really sure that uh flaherty is is the guy for me yeah he definitely is he's not necessarily a top flight starting pitcher uh taking a look at the pros and cons here uh he has been good lately um over his last three starts his last time out against the washington nationals six innings three runs quality start um and then his two most recent starts before the all-star break at miami six and two-thirds no runs um, and then against the Yankees at home, six scoreless innings. So his last three mm. starts have been really Yankees solid. Yankees kind of suck, though. That is, I, I know you have your your beef there. Well, they also do kind of suck. They're last of the. That is, least. there is some objective truth there. I, I grant you that. And also biased, they suck. Correct. Uh, <laughs> other <laughs> uh, pros for Jack Flaherty outside of being good lately, uh, affordable again from a from a cost standpoint. Uh, 5.4 million for the entire season. So you're looking at about 2 million the rest of the way. That's not a big deal. Clear upgrade again over what the D-backs have. I think even though, he, you know, he hasn't been as good as, as a Giolito, he's still, mm-hmm. still better than a Ryan Nelson sure. or a Zach Davies for sure. Um, on the con side, his control hasn't been great. Uh, like we talked about earlier, 4.7 walks per nine this year. It was 5.5 last year. He can be a little wild at times. 
Uh, he is just a rental, uh, just a couple months here for the rest of the season. And durability has been an issue for him as well. He only appeared in nine games in 2022, 17 games in 2021. Uh, but he's interesting, Sean. Like, you go back to 2019, uh, Jack Flaherty at age 23 went 11-8 and eight with a 275 ERA mm. and pitched almost 200 innings for the St. Louis Cardinals. Finished fourth in Cy Young voting that year. So there's some but ceiling with Jack Flaherty. Who was catching? That's fair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I don't want to say that necessarily. I, I, it's like a two-run difference in your ERA. I know, but but, I, but it has... It is like the only really big thing that is different about this team, and they just downright suck, and everyone kind of sucks. Um, so obviously, like, Arenado becoming significantly worse defensive third baseman has nothing to do with Yadier Molina, but, like, it does. Ma- it did make pitchers a lot better. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's something to consider, but Gabby's pretty good. He's a good catcher. He's the one good catcher that we have on this team. <laughs> Oh, Carson Kelly, two hits in his last game. Hey, he had we, one or one or two. Yeah, but we were also game. joking about him being surprised that he was standing on second base at one point. So his overall offensive numbers this season still still definitely. Oh, have remember when he was the best player in baseball last last June last year? Yeah, there was a stretch where he was kind of on a tear. He's done that a couple times in his career. In in 2019, do that now. when the D backs first made that that trade. Carson Kelly was like raking for the few, yeah. first few months of 2019. That's back when Luke Weaver was mm. was absolutely dominant for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Back when the Paul Goldschmidt trade looked like a good thing. Eh, Here's not, a not question: so much anymore. Do you like? I lost my train of thought. To be quite honest, I was going to ask Damon a question. I completely forgot what it was going to be. Well, that's tough. Just wasn't just wasn't meant to be, you know. Uh, yeah. So, that. so Jack Flaherty and uh, and Lucas Giolito, uh, two guys that I think the Diamondbacks, frankly, they probably have already made these phone calls. They probably already checked now. on these guys. You remember what it was? Do you have any interest? Like, is Carson Kelly like if Carson Kelly were going on a tear right now, would that make you happy, or would you be scared that Tory would be like, "That's my guy." He's gonna play anyways. Tory's gonna play him anyways. I don't think that. But that are, do you think he will do that in the postseason? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I think Dear the God. biggest benefit to us is Carson Kelly picking it up. Oh, because he'll play no matter what. That's probably fair. Uh, Tori did say he was asked about that before the game. Obviously, Tori has talked about like a 50-50 split between Carson and Gabby Moreno ever since uh, Carson Kelly came back from injury. And he said before the game that uh, he's just continuing to try to give Gabby some time off. Uh, he obviously played quite a bit early in the season. The D-backs relied on him a lot. And so Tori basically said that, you know, they're going to give him a little bit more time. And then he said soon the Diamondbacks will get back to the 50-50 mm-hmm. setup. I believe this was Carson Kelly's third straight start, which I know some people are are not, not too happy about. They love what Gabby Moreno brings behind the plate. In particular, obviously, he's been excellent at catching base stealers. And he brings a little bit more offensively than Carson Kelly. I think that's pretty clear at this point, too. Um, but, yeah, there. I mean, there's a few guys like that, right? The yeah. D-backs, the, the entire season, right? It was Madison Bumgarner for a while, uh, Zach Davies right now, right? The D-backs have had these these few veteran players. Nick Ahmed, I guess, is another one. These veteran players who who have a role on this team that you could maybe argue is a little bit bigger than it should be. And and it's kind of just been a thing with this organization for a few years, or maybe Tori Lovello is a little bit more patient with those guys than people would like him to be. Yeah. Just don't do that in the playoffs. I was having this conversation. Was I having it with you earlier, Damon? Or maybe it was Jacob. I don't remember. But I just... 
very worried about him as a as a postseason manager at times. I will cross I'll, that bridge if they get. I will it. never forget Taiwan Walker over Patrick Corbin. In, never. In game one. I was having this conversation with Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Taiwan Walker had a better season during. He had a better year during the season, but I don't think he finished particularly Marginally. well. Yeah, not not by that much. And Patrick Corbin went on a tear down the stretch. And he's a lefty, and the Dodgers struggled against lefties all yeah. year that year. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Uh, somehow we're rehashing the 2017 playoffs at this point. Um, a great place to have those kind of conversations is with our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Oh yeah, uh, which they have outstanding Mexican food and kind of like a bar type of style. Pete's tomorrow. Oh yeah, in the office. Oh, that that's the best. Yeah, and it really is. When we have illegal pizza in the office, it Hopefully is. Hopefully, they have a little more queso than we got last time because Max didn't really put in the correct order, and uh, we got queso fiends here, so we need extra queso. It wasn't on illegal pizza. It was all, it was on, all Max. on Max. Yeah, Max of just sometimes he just messes that stuff up. <laughs> uh, illegal pizza is your go-to spot this summer. Kick back and enjoy an ice cold margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons, five high noons for just twenty-two dollars. Uh, we What's decided yesterday $4.40 yes. per, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you are dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. I am so very excited for Illegal Pete's. Um, BetMGM will also help make your summer one for the books uh, by winning money. I want a decent... I mean, I not a lot of money, but I turned five dollars into like twenty seven uh, because I bet on the over, and then I bet on the over again, and then I live bet the D backs money line, and all three of those hit. Um, so shout out our friends over at BetMGM because they were hooking it up today. They were helping me make some money. Um, and if you um, haven't heard, you obviously haven't been listening to our show. They have a uh, swing for the fences promotion. All you do is you log in, you get a, you find the promotion, you get a little strike zone, press a section, you either. Single, double, triple, homer, or pop out. Depending on what you get, you get a certain prize. Um, and for it, you got to use it on MLB. You got to use it within 24 hours. So if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. For our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Sh- check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the new disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Ontario. All right, Sean. Now you have to do your best. You have to see if you can do it now. All right. Read the disclaimer. <laughs> I I did do the. I had to read the disclaimer once uh, because there was a period where we didn't have it recorded. I I listen. I used to anchor the news back at Cronkite News. I, oh. I'm pretty good at reading like a teleprompter okay. type thing. But can you read it like twice as fast as like a oh, normal human no, being no, could no, be? No 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 no. That I don't got in me. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty convinced we didn't use any effects there with Shane. No, that was I think that's 100% that Shane, that's Shane natural. talking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why I can never I understand the guy around the office. It's really impressive. Yeah, yeah it is. Skill. 
it is really impressive. Something you have to develop over time. Uh, well, hey, we appreciate all of you sticking with us late on this Tuesday night. Obviously, uh, an incredible day for the Diamondbacks all the way around. Big 16-13 win yep. over the Atlanta Braves, uh, the best team in baseball. So uh, this is like an early candidate for for one of, for maybe the game best of the win of, of the season. I have feeling, yeah. a feeling we're going to be talking about this game uh, in a few months. I mean, look back on this 23-3 yeah. back season. If they can rattle off some wins, like this is going to be a, it could be a turning point for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is the, te- the kind of game that just builds momentum, and or, you never, you or never at know the very least, stop the skid uh, that seemed to be coming. Yeah, uh, obviously, a couple tough games uh, coming up over the next couple of days. We'll be live after both of those games, so join us on Wednesday night after the game. We'll be live right back here on the PHNX YouTube channel, um, and then also be sure to join us on Thursday uh, as we watch the Zach Gallon Spencer Strider game. We'll be live after that one as well. Oh boy! A uh, couple, couple big, couple big baseball games coming here over the next forty-eight hours for the Diamondbacks. So keep it locked right here to PHNX. Corbin versus Ellie right around the corner. Yeah, some pretty pretty exciting stuff. Um, in the meantime, while you wait for us to go live again, uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jesse N. Friedman. That's J-E-S-S-E, the letter N, then F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. I never really spell it out. I no, feel like no one, no one knows how to spell my name, I'm pretty sure. Everyone yeah. thinks it's well, J-E-S-S-I-E. Yeah, I was going to say, because Jesse's got different spellings. Friedman. Uh, you should know how to spell Freeman, but I it's mean, not. It's not Freeman. Yeah. It's Friedman. Yeah. It, I'm, not, I'm not related to Freddie Freeman. All right. <laughs> um, at Jesse and Friedman. I uh, would love for you to follow me over there. Sean is at Sean underscore to pause. Yes, Be sure to give him a follow as well, as well as the maniac behind the Mac. It's Damon at Damon dog. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, woof, woof. Yes, you do have to bark. Of course. Can't forget that. Uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter um, as a beat as a whole at PHNX underscore D But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, well, once again, we thank you all for your time here this evening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you make history beating the Atlanta Braves. <laughs>